Hey, hey everyone, I'm sorry that I haven't posted anything in a while. Uh, and it's not that I've forgotten about this, it's just... So, I've been in the hospital for a while now. And I finally just got back. And, well, I got back a little around the beginning of April, I'd say, but... I just haven't been able to record anything, I guess. I, I don't know. I just haven't felt the motivation for it. And, uh, also, I guess, well, I recently came out as trans, and, and my dysphoria has been getting really bad, so I've been a little bit so I've been kind of depressed from that. It sent me into panic attacks, but I'm pretty okay right now. And I'm hoping that I can get this back on track. I probably won't have multiple episodes coming out on one Thursday or something, but I can try. And I guess I'll just try and upload as many episodes as I can and just try and get back on track. Because, well... I've missed quite a few weeks, so, and I am sorry for everything, well, I'm sorry for all of the, uh, uh, how do I say this, uh, all of the episodes I missed, I did not mean, you know, like I said, I've been in the hospital and low motivation, depressing sucks, but to all of those of you who actually listen, thank you. I really appreciate it. And even seeing that I'm getting at least 10 listens per episode of the podcast, it, it really makes me happy. So I hope those of you listening will continue to listen. And well, let's try and get back. Let's try and get this back on track, huh? Dobby swung the bat and Conrad reacted quickly, throwing his icky body against the hard apartment floor. Missing the blonde, the bat hit the cream-colored wall and made a small hole, trapping the bat inside it. The older tried to remove the stuck back and watched as the younger crawled under his body and headed towards the door. Where the hell do you think you're going, you dirty war? He screamed as he quickly tried to pull the bat from the wall. To Dobby, if the bat stays stuck longer in a wall, it'll mean that Kamenai had more time to run away from him, something he didn't want happening. Not after finally finding him again after being behind rusty silver bars for so long. Kamenai kept crawling, and once he was near the floor, he stood up and turned to quickly face a pissed-off Dobby. Uh, away from an abusive bit like, like you! The blonde forked him off before running out the door. Stumbling on his way out the corridor and down the stairs, small satisfaction were flowing through his veins. Dobby pulled the bat out with such force and quickly trolled right behind Kaminari, hitting his sile along the way with, with the corner of the kitchen corner. Fuck! He cursed under his breath and continued running after the younger regardless of the throbbing pain in his side. Kaminari was running down the lonely streets. The Bonnie attested that during this time is when no one in this goddamn world was driving this light and cursed himself for living in such a quiet neighborhood. Who knew that shooting the live somewhere quiet will be his doom? Fucking irony. 
The raven-haired male trolled right after the blonde, ignoring the fact that the distance between them was pretty long. Dobby was determined to kill the boy who put him in jail with a false testimony. Dobby surely wasn't something to be met with, and, from personal experience, Conrad knew best than to keep running, despite his aching wounds. His heart was pumping blood to his body, and the adrenaline still flowed through his veins. The boy didn't know where to go. He was lost. Having the oxygen in his body run out slowly, Conrad knew he had, he had to head somewhere, and fast. An idea suddenly appeared in his mind. It's as if a little light bulb popped out of his brain in that instance of quick response. Suddenly, Conrad took a quick turn. He knew where he was headed, and under no circumstances, even if his body gave out half the way, was he going to stop. Stopping now will literally end his life. That was something Kaminari wasn't going to risk. Dobby, by that time, had swung his back and missed Kaminari by an immediately inch. The older stumbled a bit to the side and quickly recovered himself, rounding the bat tighter than before. Come back here, you whore! Dobby cried out, his anger rising and rising more. You need to repay me for the fucking problems you've given me. I, I don't need to repay you, Toya! Kaminari shouted. His words coming out short and quick due to running for so long without resting. Don't call me by my name, you bitch, he growled, and quickened his pace. The big gap that was previously separating them, now shortening. Kaminari had finally reached the parking lot, and he gasped as he laid eyes on the trees. As he ran, he coughed wobbly, forgetting that oxygen was the last thing that Bond had inside his whole body, and that he needed to save what little he had. The younger ran straight through the trees, doing a motion to a zigzag in an attempt to lose the grayish radiance that was changing him. Seeing right through his plan, Dobby just kept pulling right behind Kaminari. It, it was as if they were predator and prey, one running for his life, and another running to catch that same life. Since so, the search on lavender hair man was on the other side of the acres of forest, walking along the path that was on the side of the hill. He had just finished decorating the cupcakes she made for Kaminari, and since the younger hadn't yet returned, he decided to kill time by taking a stroll through the vast forest. The older didn't fear the creatures inside the acres of wooden trees. In fact, he was rather friendly with them. Because of this, his nightly stroll for rather calm and quiet, and not a single animal or person attack after a snack. Sinso kept walking and shoved his hands down into his pockets of his loose dress pants. It was rather chilly that night, and since the other's body temperature wasn't warm, he needed to cover the parts of his body that weren't cloth, otherwise they'd freeze. Even if it wasn't hyperbole, Sinso didn't care. He was just that cold. Thankfully, the pockets of his dress pants did just that and warmed his hands enough to not freeze. When is Kaminari coming back? He helplessly mumbled to himself, feeling rather bored by himself when there was no eccentric blonde by his side to keep him company. What's taking him so long? His eyes trailed right to the side, to the sky. If the moon shining brightly above him had eyes, Sensu would be making direct contact with them, seeing as how he kept staring at the big spear illuminating his way. From afar, Sensu heard the sound of heavy and fast footsteps, as if someone was running. The older turned his head to face the direction of the sound. Even though he had hoped that the one making the sound was a certain brawn, he sat realistically and jerked it off, thinking it was some animal doing nightly hunting. The older kept walking and headed further into the forest. And boy, 
Was he very wrong? A scream so loud echoed through Sinso's ears. He quickly covered his ears, and his face grunted in pain. Squinted eyes trying to find the source of the sudden shriek. Blonde hair caught his eyes, and slowly his lips parted. His eyes were widened as the figure kept coming closer. He saw it. Kaminari running towards him with tears trailing down his cheeks. Cheeks that were scraped and bleeding. Kaminari kept running, and just as he came closer, his glossy eyes made out sense of silhouette. The volunteers set out more, and he cried, his voice faltering, sounding raspy. Senso! The blonde ran into the layout now's open arms, and the sudden impact made the older stumble back a bit, surprised by the sudden action. As Kaminari held tightly onto Senso, he had completely forgotten about the fact that he was being chased. The blonde was quickly reminded of that when Senso quickly turned her body around, suddenly screaming in pain and the sound of something cracking, ringing in both their ears. Senso! Kaminari caught onto the body that was slowly stumbling down, and his gaze quickly went up, making eye contact with a heavily panting raven. <sighs> was all David could say breathlessly, and with the beat in his hand, with the bat in his hand, he extended it, the tip pointing to Senso. Who is this? Senso held onto the balloon tightly, slowly bringing his body up and turning around, stealing the one from the person standing in front of him. The order decided to ignore his question and focus his attention to the blonde who looked dreadful. Kaminari, are you okay? he asked, hence the worrying concern in his question. Despite having somewhat heavy injuries, Kaminari decided to lie right for his teeth. Yeah, I'm fine, completely fine. Even if it wasn't true to the blonde, his injuries were not the, boy, were not the main problem here. It was the deranged jobby. I'll repeat myself, because a certain bit didn't hear me the first time. Dobby gritted his teeth and glared at Kaminari. Who is this? Kaminari didn't say anything, and grabbed onto Senzo's arm. The older quickly taking note that the person in front of him was dangerous, seeing as how he had a baseball bat, and that the blonde kept trembling as he held onto him. Firstly, Senzo spoke, his eyes narrowing slightly. Who are you, and what the fuck have you done to Kaminari? Simply nothing. This is how we get along. Dobby grinned and rested the metal bat on his shoulders. This is just how our beautiful relationship works, right, baby? Kaminari kept himself silent and Tamily hid behind the older's bigger body frame, trying to not look at Dobby anymore. Senso scoffed. Relationship? <laughs> You're making me laugh. Now tell me. What the hell do you think you are hurting Kaminari like that? Are we going to seriously have a civilized conversation right now? Ugh, boring man. The raven extended his hand towards the bond. Just had call me over and mind your business. This is nothing someone like you should concern yourself with. It's just between me and him. Then so his eyes slowly started growing red, and his patience was running thin. Having little to no patience with something the older inherited from his raven-haired father, and in situations like this, since I was extremely grateful for that, it concerned me because you're clearly hurting what's mine. Hearing what, hearing that Dobby's somewhat gleeful expression turned into one of utter sourness. What did you say? You heard me. Dobby started laughing un uncontrollably. Funny joke, mate. Kaminari, you're the fastest stupidest thing I've ever heard.
since it only glared. Did I stutter, though? I clearly meant what I said. The only joke here is your clown ass thinking that I'm going to simply hand my property to some crazy lunatic like yourself. Upon hearing the words, my property, Dobby gripped the bat handle tightly, his knuckles turning white. Listen here, you little sis. Kalinari is mine. That little bitch belongs to me and only me. So hand him over and... Senso wasted no time and punched Dobby right in the face. The force of the punch sent Dobby stumbling all the way back to the bark of the firm tree. His back came in contact with the tree and he braced himself before quickly tripping and falling down. Blood oozed out of the raven's nose and the back of his hand. Dobby touched his nose and noticed the blood. Enraged, Dobby flared at Senso. <laughs> That was one good punch there, mate, he complimented as he regained his posture and gripped the bat tightly. Roughly returned one just as bad as yours. Once towards the loud net, Dobby swung the bat with force and sealed himself from the attack, since he covered the side of his head with both arms. The metal bat hit the younger's arms and the impact had him screaming agonizing pain. Senso! Comrade was starting to rush over to the younger before Senso lifted one of his busted up arms. Don't come, I'm fine. But, yeah, doll, Dobby agreed, and the bat of his hand soared around in a circular motion. Just wait patiently for your turn. I'll beat the bastard here, and next I'm coming for you. Just how it should be. Senso didn't say anything, and lowered his body, his legs aiming towards the lower region of Dobby's body, hoping to get him off his balance so he could have a chance to remove the bat from his hands. Just as he was going to hit one of the raven's knees, Dobby quickly swung the bat and landed a hit on Senso's knee. The younger bit his lip and ignored the pain in his knee as he grabbed hold of the bat and pulled Dobby closer, hitting him square on the head with his. The second that Dobby was disorientated, Senso took advantage of his current state to karate chop the raven on the wrist. Dobby screamed and his hand opened, letting the metal bat slip right out of his hands and into the ground. Kaminari, grab the bat! Senso instructed quickly, and Kaminari rushed to grab the weapon. His hands and legs trembled the whole time. You little- Senso held onto Dobby tightly, restricting him any movement so that the blonde can easily get the weapon and run away with it. Dobby struggled and wiggled fiercely, trying his best to get out of Senso's firm glass. For someone with a smaller frame than Dobby's much bigger one, Senso was strong enough to keep even to even keep someone like him at bay. Dobby lowered his head and bit Senso on his shoulder. Senso's breath hits and, using his power, he lifted the raven as he weighed nothing and roughly threw him on the ground. Dobby coughed and watched as the young girl out her hair mailed hovered over him. You little bitch, the raven taunted at the blonde, eyeing him from the floor. Let me guess, this asshole is your new fuck buddy. Kamenari shook his head, tears falling down his cheeks. What? No! Then he looked at Kamenari, his face softening. Fuck buddy? Kamenari panicked, his voice trembling in his box. Since it isn't like, like that. <laughs> Dobby laughed out loud and placed his hand on his forehead. Once again, you're screwing at us like the dirty lying whore you are. Then so grew pissed, and with his foot, he pushed it on top of Dobby's neck, adding pressure little by little. Dobby felt his airway closing, and his hands went to grab onto Senso's ankle, trying his best to remove the foot on him. What? Call him a dirty whore again. I dare you. Senso's words were clear, strict, and deadly. 
Younger didn't know the current situation between the man below him and the one. But what he sure did know is that Comrade wasn't a dirty whore, and while Senso lived, Comrade Nanki wasn't going to be treated or called like such. Dobby knew that if he said anything more, oh, most likely would result in his complete and utter death, yet he didn't care. He is a dirty. Uh! His throat ached and his lungs yearned for oxygen. His grip on Tinsel's ankle was slowly loosening, seeing as how he didn't have any more oxygen in his body, and he was slowly losing consciousness. Conroy noticed Dobby's face turned semi pale and blue and started to panic. Senso, he, he can't breathe! Senso didn't remove his foot and kept it firmly there, his eyes burning with fury. Crouched to settle on the bond, taking in all the blood and dirty on his beautiful face. Couldn't quite understand why Conroy was protecting him, seeing the state that this asshole left him in. He was bleeding non-stop from his left side, and he had multiple bruises trailing along his body that the man under had caused. So why? I know. If you know that the bullet held onto the metal bound in his hands tightly, the weapon sticking around control. Please, remove your foot! I won't. I'm not locked eye for Sinso's. The one could see that no matter how much he pleaded, Sinso wouldn't blood and let Dobby breathe. Swords, a man with a lunatic who answered him badly. But Conroy didn't want Sensu to get in trouble. If Dobby died, he didn't want Sensu to be a murderer. Dobby coughed and his eyes rolled to the back of his skull. Sensu slowly released his grip and removed himself from Dobby's unconscious body. Slowly, he made his way towards the bone and stopped when Sensu was right in front of Conroy. Looking at him, he slowly brought his hand to cup the bone's cheek in it. Comrade flinched, but nonetheless leaned into the touch, his tears flowing down more. Sensu wasted no time on engulfing the blood in his arms and rubbing his back soothingly. Comrade sat uncontrollably in his chest. His whole body was shaking, and his breathing was sore and uncontrollable. His hand held onto the other's clothes tightly, and Comrade didn't want him to never let him go. He was scared, terrified. It's okay, Sensu stirred. Still rubbing his back softly. He won't hurt you. Let's go home now. Although Kaminari didn't say anything, Sensu started walking, ignoring the pain all bring to his knees. He picked up the bond and carried him. Surprisingly, though he thought otherwise, the bond was pretty light, and it didn't seem to bring him any pain at all. It's as if he was carrying a baby. He weighed, but didn't weigh much. Heading back to his phantom, Conroy stopped crying somewhere along the way and asked Senso to put them down, only to get a no from the other. Senso, Conroy spoke quietly, you busted your knee. I don't care, it doesn't hurt much anyway, Senso lied. It hurt, but not to the extreme that he has to immediately put the bond down. Conroy frowned, don't put a front and say it doesn't hurt. I'm sure it hurts a lot, especially with how heavy I am. The older simply shook his head. I'm not putting a front at all, and you're not heavy. I am. No, you're not. Bon didn't want to argue, and seeing as how the older wasn't going to buzz this time either, he let Senso carry him the whole way, even though he could perfectly walk on his own. Kamini was going to let Senso have his way. Again. They finally arrived at the front doors of the mansion, and Senso quickly entered the place, not wasting any time. He walked over to the living room and placed the bullet down on one of the sofas. Senso walked slowly to the kitchen to retrieve the first aid kit from last time, placing it down on the coffee table once he returned to the living room.
slowly tending to Kamarai's entries, then so hot his composure as he wiped all the blood from the woman's face. His hunger was rising like crazy, but Senso knew better than to let his instincts win and let him devour the boy in front of him. Even if he wanted to, just not that way. Oh, Kamarai flinched that when the alcohol filled Fosin Ball tossed a semi deep cut above his eye. He gripped Senso first and pushed it away from his injury. That hurts like hell! Senso let out a sigh. I know it does. Just let me heal you. Forget about me. What about you? Kamarai put in the sense of splitting me. That looks like it hurts so much. It doesn't, Senso said, taking the guts and the ball away from his hand and switching it onto the other, continuing what he was doing earlier. Now hold still and let me fix that pretty face. Someone busted up. Kamarai blushed and turned to the side. His cheeks puffed. My face is not pretty. Ah, sorry, that's right, Senso suddenly said, making Kamarai look at him. What I meant to say was beautiful face. The blonde's face equaled that of a tomato. His cheeks and face were red and literal smoke came out of the top of his head. Hush now, I'm going to clean the blood off your lips. Kamarai quickly shut his mouth and looked to the other side, sitting down patiently. Senso, on the other hand, was... A disaster inside. The sweet smell of the blonde's blood intoxicated all of Senso's senses. Self-control wanted to jump out the window, not loose entirely, but the order wasn't going to let him, so he decided to do something else. 